What you have gone through in life doesn't always define who you are, but it's part of a larger plan, working for a greater good, a better you. Here is where you'll hear stories of adversity turned into victory, stories of faith, both steadfast and wavering, but testimonies nonetheless that may change your heart, your perspective, even your life. Welcome to Testimonies. Hi, I'm Tessa Spencer, and each week I really do live in anticipation of bringing you some phenomenal testimonies of everyday people. Your coworker could be a neighbor, or how about an Uber driver? And that brings me to this week's guest. I've got to give you a little bit of a background on how we got here. Um, this was another divine encounter. Uh, thanks to my eldest son, uh, his Uber ride that maybe I think happened a year or so ago. I'm not quite sure, but I do remember uh, the moment uh, when he told me about it. Uh, He was actually given a book by the Uber driver, and he told me that the guy was talking to him about God. And my son at that time was going through some things in his life and trying to find himself. He's still on that same path. Um, But he said how it was very refreshing and it was kind of meant to kind of wake him up a little bit to show him that he was on the right path at that time. My son is now in Tennessee and uh, the book was left behind at home and it was recently found by my fiance. Now we were doing some uh, purging. Uh, He came in my office and he asked me what I wanted to do um, with this particular book. It's called, it should have been common sense. Now I said, keep it because I remembered where the book came from. I remember my son, James telling me the whole story about it. So I was like, no, I want to keep that. And while I was sitting in my office, I read a few pages uh, and thumbed through and and read some things. And I read enough to know that, hey, I need to contact this man. Uh, his email was at the end, uh, the back pages of this book, thankfully. And uh, thanks to uh, that email, which I sent, and thanks to good old Facebook, because you can find just about anybody on Facebook, and there were so many people with the same name, but I found one uh, that said uh, North Charleston or Charleston. So I said, okay, this has got to be him. And based on the content that was on his page, I said, I'm pretty sure that's what I told myself. So boom, here we are. I'd love to introduce to you right now uh, my guest this week, Raymond Shields, along with his wife, Melanie Shields. Hi, thank you for joining me. Absolutely. And 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 Raymond, I'll begin with you because I know we're gonna weave your wife Melanie uh into your um testimony because uh you both have a shared testimony. I'm sure Melanie has hers as well, um uh, separate of yours. But uh what did you think when I kinda when I reached out to you, it was very random and I kinda had to explain, you know, what it was that who I was, what I was doing and how I wanted you to be a part of it. I thought it was pretty interesting. I wouldn't, I wasn't sure which, which ride it could possibly be because I've, I've given literally over 10,000 mm-hmm. rides in Uber. Mm-hmm. I've shared testimony and just encouragement with so many people. And so I, I never know exactly where God's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's done some pretty amazing things in those cars because not only do I drive Uber, but my wife also drives Uber, and she's 
got an amazing testimony as well. And she, um, we, we just see a lot of really cool things. Yeah. And I, and I can only imagine. And I just thought it was just so um, how everything just kind of works together. Because when I was uh, given the idea, when God gave me the idea to do this podcast, um, because I was looking for something to do that I was passionate about. I'm in television news. Um, I also am a radio personality in town, longtime radio personality, uh, music, uh, music radio station. But I wanted to be able to do something for the long term that was really my passion. Not that what I do for my career in radio and television isn't a passion. It's different. But I want to do something that really spoke of who I am as a person and where I wanted to go with this in the rest of my life, came up with the idea of the podcast. And then from there, people have just been popping up randomly in random conversations, people sharing their testimonies without me even asking them. And in this case, my son being the um, deliverer, so to speak, or the connection at this particular point in time, your book that, you know, had, had been on our bookshelf, I would say for almost a year and uh, my fiance actually delivering it to me say, Hey, what do you want to do with this book? We have a whole lot of books there that, you know, we could purge or, or get rid of or donate really. But he came with yours. So I said, all right, God, I get it. This person is someone I need to talk to. <laughs> wow. So tell, tell us, um, your testimony is very fascinating. You've had quite the life. Give everyone just a little bit of a background of where you're from, where you're from, um, and how your faith has grown and how God has worked uh, in your life. Right. Okay. So when I was a kid, I um, I started out in a Nazarene church. My mom was Nazarene, and my my grandmother was a Nazarene. But um, when I was three years old, my parents got divorced, and uh, my dad actually had custody because I was like daddy's boy or whatever. But he decided to go join the Marines and left me with my grandmother. Now, my grandmother has always been my saving grace. I mean, like the person that has always had my back, that's mm-hmm. my grandmother. And she and she instilled in me her amazing faith. I mean, uh, the reason I love the least of these is probably mostly because of what she did with me because uh, she was my grandmother. She didn't have to take me in but she decided to be the one that would take me and start to raise me while my dad was leaving for the military and my mom was still uh, kind of out of sorts after the uh, after the divorce and mm-hmm. and so I grew a little bit there and then eventually my mother decided it wasn't good for me to be living with my grandma um, when she could raise me just by herself and so I went to go live with my mom which was also a Nazarene but it was a little bit harder circumstances because my mom had a lot of anger issues back then. But she put me in quizzing and all this stuff. So I had a ton of Bible knowledge, but a lot of anger was building up because of the way I was being treated at home. Mm-hmm. I ended up walking away from my faith as a child. And I, in my teenage years, I got wrapped up in the gangs and the drugs. And um, it, I, I took a pretty hard turn for a little bit. And then... Uh, one night there was a fight that broke out in my apartment. I was 17, and and a couple of my friends fell through the front door of my apartment. And I was, I had been staying with my aunt. Uh, it was actually her apartment, and she had uh, gotten behind on the rent. And the landlord showed up and saw that door was split, splintered, and was like, "Y'all get out," you know. And so I ended up homeless for a time. 
And eventually I ended up calling my grandmother, which, like I said, is my saving grace. And, and she came and picked me up, got me cleaned up, took me back to church. But I still wanted my friends and I still wanted my drugs. And, and so God put somebody in my path, which was now my ex-wife. And so within three months of me meeting my ex, I, uh, three of my friends had passed away. And five of them went to prison, four of them for the rest of their lives. And it could have been me. Mm-hmm. But God pulled me out in the nick of time. And so I was infatuated with this woman that I, they just took me out of this, you know, hard situation. And, and so I ended up marrying her. And we were married for um, 19 years. But within the course of that time, I had actually gotten back into church. And um, it was, uh, I the Foursquare denomination was where I was going to church at that point. And um, as I continued to grow in the Lord, um, I got I ended up getting saved. But then it, a lot of things had happened over the course of the time that we were together. And, and she started drifting away. And eventually, uh, towards the end of our marriage, the Lord really was leading me into reading the Word and getting closer and closer to him. And I started forming friendships in the church. And it was really crazy how, how I, I look back and I realized I never had any friendships in that entire marriage. Hmm. But at the very end, God was putting friends in my life because he knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. And so the church that we were going to, they were offering like some ordination classes and and they offered me to go to it and get it and get involved and and so I, I was like, yeah, that's awesome, that's great. I want to go get ordained. That sounds fun. And she comes to me and she said, I don't want to be married to a preacher. Wow. And I, I'm like, I'm like I don't know that I'm going to get to be a preacher. I just want to get to know God better and mm-hmm. whatever He has planned. And I thought that was the end of the discussion. But uh, right after our 18th anniversary, she ended up leaving with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And the craziest thing is, a few months prior to that, um, the Lord had really started pouring through me, and I had started a blog on uh, Facebook called Wake Up Call, and it was just whatever the Lord put on my heart to to minister every single day, I would write it. And so I'd get up, I'd write whatever God put on my heart, and I'd go about my day every single day. Well. Mm-hmm. When you start doing things God's way, mm-hmm. the, the devil gets angry. Yes, <laughs> yes he does. <laughs> and so a month after I started, almost to the day a month after I started writing, my dad, who lived in Georgia, um, went in for a routine surgery, and he never made it back off the table. Hmm. But towards the end of my dad's life, he had gotten close with the Lord, and and so I knew where he went, and it didn't hurt me as bad as it could have. Because years ago when my grandfather had passed away, I didn't take it very well because even though my grandpa was good with God, mm-hmm. I wasn't. And so I couldn't handle it. But when my dad went, we both were walking with the Lord, so it was like a lot easier. And so the devil didn't get me to stop writing at that juncture. Mm-hmm. So he just decided to attack my marriage. And so 
and it, and it was very, very hard. Like I said, she left with somebody else at, right after our 18th anniversary. And I was heartbroken and, and I was screaming at God. I was like, God, you got to fix this. Mm-hmm. And right away, the song on the radio went to Patience by Guns N' Roses. Mm-hmm. I was like, God, that's a great song, but that's, <laughs> that's messed up. That messed up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I was like, whatever, I'll, I'll follow whatever you say. Yeah, he's now. got a sense of humor. He will, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. And so uh, another month goes by, and, and once again, I'm, I'm feeling the pain and the agony of being alone after all these years. And, and I, cr- I scream at him again, God, fix this. And once again, the same song. Oh, man. Wow. Okay. <laughs> comes on the radio. And, and I'm like, oh, Lord, fine. <laughs> yeah, because that's what we have to do. We, You know, all right, I give up. You you got right. it. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, and it, have, it actually happened three times. So I, mm-hmm. I know this is God. This yes. is definitely his mm-hmm. thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And so... I waited around a whole year thinking she was going to come back because I was like, okay, patience. I'll wait for her to come back. And she didn't. And so I, I was like, all right, whatever. So right after our 19th anniversary, I went ahead and filed for divorce. And two months after my divorce was final, my sister-in-law passed away, mm. leaving behind my brother with a six-year-old son. And on the way to the funeral, God put on my heart. He said, you're not going back home. Mm. And so I moved from Salina, Kansas to Kansas City to be with my brother. Mm -hmm. And my brother, he didn't need a preacher. He needed a brother. And my nephew didn't need a preacher. He needed a a friend. Mm. And there was so much turmoil in that house. We spent many, many, many hours at the bar while my brother was getting plastered and I was drinking iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was ministering to the people behind the counter and, you know, people that would come sit next to me at the bar. And I'm like, yeah. And it's like, Hey man, you're about yeah. Jesus. Yeah, then he says, what? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> <That's right. You> know? <laughs> I'm like, y'all are coming in here to get some spirits. I got one for you. Yes. Holy oh, the Holy spirit. <laughs> Indeed. Now, Ray, uh, Rich, uh, Ray, let me stop you there. Um, okay. At this point, the story that you're sharing, you have been through homelessness. You've been through, you know, the wrong crowd. Um, You've uh, been angry, uh, drugs. And what I've noticed in in your telling of the story that you keep coming back to God. Um, You keep finding your way back to him. And when you get to that point, when you're in the middle of the storm and it's just so easy to walk away is so easy to say, you know, God, if you, you know, if this is what life is going to be like, you know, I don't need it. Forget it. You know, when you get that call or that yearning, destru- describe that if you can. And even with all of that, you're, you were still obedient. Right. See, the thing was, you know, the, the Lord, when he was here, he talked about when you leave father and mother and, and you you leave behind family and houses and you know you leave you you leave your life behind to follow me. You're blessed. And I didn't exactly know what blessed meant mm-hmm. as far as that was concerned because I mean I know God's ways are so much higher than our ways. Yes. But 
I, I knew that he had a plan, and I didn't exactly know what his plan was. But in the turmoil of my wife leaving, and and I, and I and we raised four kids together, and they were all grown, but they kind of left me, you know, behind. You know, they mm-hmm. they kind of left, and and I was like, man, I don't have a family anymore. I don't have this. I don't have anything that that really identifies who I am anymore because all these years I've been Sam's dad or Chris's dad or mm-hmm. Tiffany's dad or, you know, Samantha's or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, Donna. And, um, and so it was really interesting that now I'm just Ray. Mm-hmm. Who is Ray? There, it doesn't really matter who Ray is. That's the whole thing. It doesn't really matter who Ray is. Ray is, best described as disciple. Mm-hmm. I follow the G I follow Jesus with everything I have. Even if it comes down to death, I'm like, all right, Lord, I'm right here with you. Mm-hmm. Cause I know you've got me. You've been my comforter. You've been my love. You've held me close when I didn't have anyone else. And so when I moved in with my brother two months after I had moved in with him, he asked me, he said he had been talking with Volvo um, out here in South Carolina, mm-hmm. and, and they were kind of negotiating stuff, and he was he asked me if I would be okay with him taking the job that he was talking with them about before Cindy had passed, and, and I was like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Newly divorced. All my kids are grown. Yeah. There's nothing holding me to Kansas. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So we get out here and, and I didn't know what to expect because I'd never been here. Mm -hmm. I never, I never even been this close to the beach, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And my mom called me and she, she said she had been looking at all these different church websites, trying to find something I would be interested in. And I went to go check out the one she chose and, and I, I got to be part of that church for a little bit. And the night that I went, my wife went up to the front of the church to get some prayer. And I noticed while they were praying for her, it looked like she may fall. So, she, so I walked up and I stood behind her mm-hmm. and she fell mm-hmm. into my arms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we didn't know right away that we were going to be together. But, but one day... Um, during the time I was with that that ministry, I was I was at, I was back at my my brother's house and and I just had a lot on my brain and I was like I was just lonely and sorrowful and I was like I went into my bedroom and I shut the door and I I told my nephew just watch TV I'll be with you later mm-hmm. I got I got a, I got something I got to do and and I I cried out to God I was like God I got to know do you love me Oh. It's okay. <laughs> if you ever if you ever have the guts to pray that prayer, you better have an afternoon. <laughs> because the most amazing heaviness filled my room that day and he crushed me. Mm. And he hugged me. And I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt what he thinks about everyone. 
He doesn't look at us through the wrong things we do. He looks at us as who he created us to be. He knows what he put inside of us. The devil tries to steal it. But God loves us so much that he sent Jesus to die for us. I wept for three hours straight that day. Mm. And it was powerful. (laughs) Beautiful. Mm. And that day (laughs) changed the entire course of everything in my life. Because I didn't look at people the same way anymore. The wrong things we do, he he knows that they have a gotcha attached to them, and he doesn't want it to get you. Mm-hmm. He knows that if you steal, you're going to jail. If you kill, somebody may be coming after you. He knows that if you do these things, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God <laughs> is eternal life. Yes. Mm. And I hear Melanie in, in the background. Um, you know, throughout uh, <laughs> throughout our, yeah. our our time that we've been speaking so far, and um, so ev- uh, eventually you guys got together, <laughs> right? Yeah, and 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 you got married. And Melanie, I want to bring you in right now. Um, what did you think of of Ray? I really didn't think much about him at all at first. <laughs> um. You know, he this mysterious guy coming in there. I mean, um, I had met the young lady that ran this church before, mm-hmm. and something had happened between us, and, you know, I wasn't really, you know, she went her way, I went mine. Mm-hmm. And I guess maybe I was just, because I was just a baby in Christ, I didn't understand a lot of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, um. For me, you know, I I had had a very supernatural experience after calling on the name of Jesus in 2014, and it started a um, journey of relationship with Him. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't I was one of those people who had had some things happen. You know, I mean, I've I've been through a lot in my life and. I wasn't feeling going back to church or anything like that after right. one of my last experiences, but, mm-hmm. but, um, but he came after me and, uh, I developed a relationship with him, just talking back and forth with him, just like a little kid would sit there and yes. ask, you know, this great big God, a whole bunch of silly little questions. <laughs> and, you know, the Lord was already preparing my heart for my husband. He'd yes. given me this wonderful revelation about, you know, the man and the woman and, and the ribs. <laughs> and, um, you know, he, he was telling me like, you know, <clears throat> when I took that rib out of the man's chest and, you know, made the woman, it created a concave in him that caused him to be off balance. He said, but if you take that one rib I gave to her and put it back behind all his, um, she holds him up beautifully. Mm-hmm. And I was just like awestruck. I was like, wow, wow. God, <laughs> you know, that's amazing. That's, I was like, yeah. wow, you know, and, um, anyway, the Lord walked me through a process where he taught me about repentance and forgiveness through beautiful letters that he would pour through my mind in the mornings. Mm. And, um, and, uh, they were just really beautiful and he made it so, so, 
easy as he walked me through this process, it was difficult for me because I had been sexually abused a lot when I was a child. Mm -hmm. And so he walked me through forgiving all of them. Mm -hmm. And um, I got set free and I got baptized by the Holy Ghost and fire in my shower at home. And um, yeah, yeah. And I had... At that time, I had a boyfriend of two and a half years that I was living with. Um, it was one of the most peaceful, awesome times in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was literally like, had a, I had a new job. I had just come through a whole strand of like almost a year of just straight therapy, trying to work through my issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally took a job and and um, I, I'd be sitting at my work picking out wedding songs, you know, because I just knew I was going to get married. And, <laughs> but uh, the relationship fell apart. That's the whole story, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess I'm just trying to shorten it up. But I went through a lot of stuff. I didn't understand spiritual warfare. And I literally was get, taking some really hard hits. And mm. But I was sailing through the hits because I was so full yes. of the love of God. Like anything that was coming at me would just roll off of me. And I just had this amazing love flowing through me. And I'd be like, okay. Yeah. You know, if somebody would do me wrong, I'd be like, okay. okay. Yeah. It's okay. We're okay. We're you okay. Know, Everything just, is okay. Right, right, right. Yeah. It was just love working in me, you know, it was yeah. just, everything just sort of rolled off. And but. I think that's the, the, the good thing about that, that once you have developed that relationship, first taken the first step to say, God, I want to have a relationship with you, okay? And he starts, you allow him to take you on this journey without trying to control it. And like you said, fills you with love. And uh, and like Ray said, he started to look at people, you know, differently. And Mm -hmm. that kind of, it is kind of, it is that way. You you look at people, okay, you're flawed. It's okay. We're all flawed. We've all been through something. Um, I'm not going to take it personal because, you know, one day you will get to know God, and you will mm-hmm. get to have the same feeling that I'm having, but you're not there yet. And I'm going to give you that grace and right. uh, it's going to be okay. You know, like you said, it's, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I still had, you know, a lot of things to go through. Yeah. Sure. I had a lot to learn and I had to start reading the Bible because there was a lot of things that I was hearing too, that wasn't of the Lord, you know, and mm-hmm. so trying to decipher you know, the Lord's voice and the voice of the enemy, it was a whole nother thing. But, but I, you know, finally ended up settling down in a certain place. Um, I I was living in a, in the house with my youngest child's dad. And I kind of thought we were going to end up back together, Mm -hmm. but the Lord, the Lord had impressed upon my heart to wait until I had a ring on my finger before I was with anybody again. Uh-huh. And I've never lived my life like that. Mm-hmm. Like I never knew what purity was. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of things I had to battle through with that. But the Lord just took me by the hand. He taught me about praise and worship as a weapon. He taught me about prayer. It, um, I started reading the Bible. And I would just, as I'd sit there and read the Word, I would just tears just rolling down my face, especially, you know, the first book of the Bible, I'm reading through Genesis and Exodus. And I was just like, wow, God, you know, I was just blown away (laughs) by the things that God did, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and, um, I just fell in love with the Lord, just so in love, you know, and, 
And uh, but I but I did cry out to God because, you know, there was also all these other things that was happening around me, too. And when I lived at my son's dad's house, I had my own room. I had my own space. And so I would just retreat there at night and I would just serve in his household as though I were a wife, you know, but but I had my own space. And but there was things that God was showing me along the way, letting me know, you know, that, you know, there's some some other things going on. And so. I cried out to God, and I was like, God, I'm lonely. I was like, why would anybody want to come to you if they look at me and see how miserable I am? You know, I was just being honest with him. Yeah, right. Like, I'm lonely, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, then I cried out to him, and I just let him know I was taking some hard hits. I write poetry. There's things that come to my mind and my heart, and so I'd written this poem. And uh, in the poem, I had talked about holes in my shield, and... um, Little did I know that was a theme, that it's something that I had mentioned once before to him. And I I found that out later when I came across some scraps of paper that I'd held on to over the years. And I had written down holes in a shield. And there it was again. Wow. And, uh, yeah, so it was like a running theme. And so, you know, one night during a praise and worship, I went from being a party girl to being Club Jesus. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm I'm at a Friday night praise and worship, very few people there, and just worshiping the Lord from my heart. I'm on my knees, and I I heard in my spirit, I heard I'm going to give you a new shield. And Mm. I did not know what that meant exactly. Mm -hmm. I told the pastor's wife, and she goes, oh, great. (laughs) I just, I guess maybe I just chopped it up to, you know, maybe he's going to prove my faith. I I don't Mm. know. But, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, not too long after that, I had a dream one night. And I saw the the church in the dream where I met my husband, and I saw the name of it. And I didn't know why. I I don't even think I asked God. Um, But I went there to visit thinking maybe he wanted me to go make peace, you know? Sure. And Mm -hmm. so I went, and one of the first nights I was there, um, first couple of times I went, I went up for prayer, and she prayed for me. And she said, said, I believe God's naming you Joy. And, oh. <laughs> and uh, that's so that's where joy came from. Oh, gotcha. That, yeah. <laughs> right. And I had been writing some things on Facebook about, mm-hmm. you know, Jacob and Israel and, you know, and, and um, the joy of the Lord and all this stuff. And so I don't think I really thought a whole lot about it. You know, everybody was like, oh, that makes sense. I'm just going to call you joy from now on. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, but I fell backwards when she was praying for me, and mm. there's this guy standing behind me, and he caught me and kept my head from hitting the floor. Amen. And <laughs> I had no idea he was actually going to be my husband oh. until I finally got into a place where I, I, I went and got a job um, because I knew this that the things weren't going to go with my son's dad and I was okay with it. I was finally at peace with it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, God, just me and you, I'm okay with that. Just me and you. And that's when he opened my eyes up to my husband. Um, um, I had actually left that church group and gone back to my church Mm -hmm. and I was doing a five day fast. And on my fast, I saw Ray coming in a dream <laughs> and I was like, and he was like pointing at himself in the dream. He had on like this Clemson Tiger looking shirt, like purple and orange, and, and he's pointing at himself and he's like, 
yeah, like team spirit, you yeah. know, and, <laughs> and I was like, I woke up and I was like, Lord, what, what was that? <laughs> right. And I heard lions and tigers and bears. Oh, oh my. my. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? And then I heard, and then I heard there's no I in teamwork. Oh. And oh. not and right after that, Ray comes knocking on my door and oh my I had God. not seen him. Yep. I had not seen him in over a month. And, you know, he walked right up to my son's dad's door because that's where I was living. Right. And <laughs> when God prepares a table for you, yes, he really does it up right. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Ain't no half <laughs> stepping. Yeah. <laughs> no, he did not half step it. But mm-hmm. Ray came in there and it turned out he had been fasting, too, and and he had some kind of odd experience that day with this guy who was a twin. And mm-hmm. and he he told the Lord, he said, okay. He said, um, if this happens, then I'll marry Joy. <laughs> oh. Oh, and so. <laughs> and he came to visit me. Yeah. And, um, it just all came together. I, was, I wasn't, like, disturbed. Um, I can't say that I was, like you know, rattled or anything. I was very much at peace when he came to me. Mm -hmm. And it really didn't even start to unfold, you know, as far as my understanding until afterwards. Mm -hmm. But we got married pretty quick. And after, of course, the wedding, I became Shields. Yes. My last name became Shields. So... And remember a hole in the shield? You remember the shield? That whole thing? Oh, my God. And it just, you know, it just blows my mind when I hear stories um, like this and having something almost similar where, I mean, God is the doer of all things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he's managing, and this is my interpretation right now just with, with talking to you guys. He's managing everybody. He's managing emotions. He's managing people's anger, sadness, Joy, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's, 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 you just really can't wrap your head around everything that he is taking care of and is aware of all at the same time. Mm-hmm. But yet he perfectly designs everybody's blueprint, everybody's journey. And he's like, okay, we're going to go here. Yep. Yeah, and then we're going to have to go back this way, but then I'm going to have to have them go through this and they're going to have to feel yeah. a little bumpy and some pain right here. It, ooh, that's not going to feel too good, but we <laughs> need them to go through that in order to get there. So with Ray, he had to go through all of that in his life, his, um, the relationship with the mother and having his grandmother raise him, uh, and having, um, his uh, sister-in-law, you know, pass away and then moving with his brother and all of a sudden the job for Volvo and you go, Oh, I have nothing holding me here in Kansas at that particular time. And at that same time, while Ray is going through that, Melanie, AKA Joy, you are over, (laughs) you are over here and you're going through your battles and you're going through your birthing moments, so to speak, and growing in Christ and learning to hear his voice and being obedient and making changes in your life all at the same time. So that when you guys came together, which God already knew about, and how it was going to happen. <laughs> this is the end result. Oh my God. That you know, mind blowing, exciting. I feel like, look at that. <laughs> you know, and it never see. you know, and there's so many people out there with that particular story, you know, with uh, uh, getting into that right relationship and that marriage finally, and even in other areas of their life. But hearing these types of stories and how God orchestrates and paints and 
is the architect of and makes everything intersect here and go the opposite direction to come back this way and move people out of your life to have whatever's going on in, in their life, move them away from you. And so the makes, so it makes room for this other person. That story never gets old. Right. I'm excited. Oh my God. I'm excited. <laughs> and so, and now you guys are a team because there is no I in team and you guys are doing life together and you're doing God's work together. What's that been like? So that's been really crazy and interesting, interesting because, um, when I, when I first came out here, well, let me let me re- rewind just a little bit sure. because before I before I came out here and before I moved in with my brother, the the year that I was waiting patiently, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, Guns and Roses. <laughs> um, yeah. I ended up meeting this guy. He was uh, I think he was sixty eight at the time, mm-hmm. but he carries this huge eleven foot cross mm-hmm. in, in Kansas, and he ministers to people on the street. And, um, and I had started hanging out with my cousin a little bit. We'd go on these super long walks and we just talk about the Lord. And, and one day we ended up going to this park and, and this 68 year old with the crosses in the park. And we started talking and he recognized me. He's like, your wake up call. Oh, I'm like, I didn't know I had a following. Yeah. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> and so, and so. Um, we talked for a while and then like two weeks later, he ends up in my church Mm. and, um, he's like, Hey Ray, we need to, you need to walk across with me. And so I learned really quick that I had boldness when it came to writing about the Lord and, Mm -hmm. and sharing things about the Lord, but face to face conversation doesn't happen. Uh, yeah, I had no boldness whatsoever, but this man had the most amazing boldness you've ever seen in your life. Mm-hmm. He'd walk into a family picnic and come back after talking about Jesus, holding a hot dog. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> this man was a man, but, and, and I'm just sitting there trembling underneath this cross. Like, I can't talk to nobody. And, and, and so I walked this cross with him for probably two or three months. And finally I get the nerve to go pray for somebody. And mm. we're back at the same park I met him at. And this lady's walking around with her friend and uh, she's pregnant. I mean, mm-hmm. very, very pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I walked over and I said, is there something I can pray for you guys for? And she's like, mm. yeah, I'm nine months pregnant. I'm due today. They sent me to the park to walk around, see if the baby would drop some. Yeah. So I can deliver. <laughs> I was like, oh, Lord. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> I'm going to pray. Yeah. I don't want to play catch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I told, I, I prayed the most awkward prayer ever. Yeah. But, but then um, everything with my brother happened, and I talked to Mike, and I was like, Mike, can you build me a cross that I could fold up and put in, in the trunk of my car hmm. so I could put it together and then carry it wherever I'm at? Mm-hmm. And he built me a cross. And so I started ministering to people in Kansas City for a little bit. I'd walk up and down the streets. And mm-hmm. and then we moved out here, and I would carry the cross here. And um, I would minister to people here. And and then eventually, after we got married, um, so right before we got married, I had this weird dream. I was feeding my future daughter. Oh. And 
about an hour after I had told my wife about this dream, she's like, that's kind of weird and creepy. (laughs) (laughs) She gets this this phone call from her daughter. You guys still looking for an apartment? The one right next door just came up. And I was like, well, that's quite, <laughs> That's what the dream meant. That's what it so, was, yeah. So we moved in next to her daughter. And um, and so we're living next door. And, and I needed her to have some type of a job. But we needed something flexible because her daughter was going through a divorce and needed mm-hmm. somebody to watch the kids. Sure. And so we figured, let's try Uber. Yeah. And she was reluctant for a little bit because it's kind of it was kind of right. nerve wracking for sure. a little bit. Mm-hmm. But eventually, <laughs> she she swallowed the fear and she went ahead and went out. The and night. the first night, she she was out for just a couple hours, mm-hmm. and she made pretty good money. But she realized that it was an awesome way to share Jesus. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so, uh, I went ahead and signed up for it too, and I, I went out that following Saturday. For like 10 hours and I realized I made more Saturday than I made my entire week at the SCDOT. Wow. And, and so <laughs> I was like, so God blesses this thing and not that thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and so let's walk by faith. Yeah. Yes. So we start walking by faith and just whatever the Lord put on our heart to share with people or, or whatever, you know, and sure. a lot of times we just shared our testimony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, we had people right and left getting out of the car. Thank you for speaking to our soul. Thank you. Thank you mm-hmm. for talking. I mean, thank you for the encouragement. Thank you. You know, all these thank yous, you know, and, sure. and some of the most amazing uh, times out on the road for me anyway, was uh, one day I had a Buddhist in my backseat. Not that I'm <laughs> going to say anything about him being Buddhist, but right. he's not a Jesus person. Right. <laughs> it starts downpouring so hard. <laughs> I cannot see 10 foot around the car. Yeah, wow. And I look into my rearview mirror, and, and I notice he looked pretty nervous. And so I grabbed the, the cross that I have hanging from my rearview mirror, and I was like, don't worry. I'm a really good driver, and Jesus is my best friend. <laughs> it didn't help him out any. He's right, right. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> so what? Okay. The, yeah, all of a sudden, the Lord drops that that story in the in the Bible where he's asleep in the boat, and the disciples all think they're going to die, you know? Yeah. He drops that into my spirit, and I'm like, Lord. I'm going to look really stupid okay. or you're fixing to blow both of our minds. <laughs> but you were obedient. In the name of yeah. Jesus, the storm needs to calm down. Yeah. And it, and it stopped. I was like, <gasps> and then it started to rain again. I was like, no. no. And, it, and it stopped raining altogether. And this guy's eyes got as big as a Buick hubcap. Yeah. <laughs> he got out of my car and left me an uh, expert dry, or expert navigation and a five-star rating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I'm sure he's uh, shared that story too, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and then there was a there was another time where this kid got in my car. He'd been seeing demons in his hotel room for days. Mm. He was scared out of his mind. And um, I just shared our testimonies, both of our testimonies that night. Mm-hmm. And um, the Lord had showed me something about Psalms 119. Um, I'd always told people, if you're having a hard time going to sleep, just read Psalm 119 and you'll be able to sleep. I figured it's the longest chapter. You'll be asleep by the time you finish. <laughs> but, God, but God had a reason for that. It, it's, a, it, yeah. it's a deliverance chapter. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. so this kid, I'm telling him about this, and we had a long ride. 
and he read he started reading Psalm 119 out loud in my back seat and by the time we got to his mom's house um he just got out and said thank you and like the next day I get this very cryptic phone call um and he just said thank you wow and I was like all right you're welcome <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, up. he didn't. He didn't tell me who it was or nothing. Yeah. A week later, I get another cryptic phone call. Thank you. I'm like, what in the world? The very next day, his mother called me. Apparently, he gave her my card, and he said, "She said, I don't know what you said to my son." I was like, "Ma'am, I just share my testimony with people because I thought she was mad at me." Right. Right. <laughs> what are you and, telling my son? Right. Yeah. 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 But she said, "No, he just got out of a one-week rehab." And he's checking himself into a 30-day rehab in Tennessee mm. tomorrow. This kid told me when I asked him what he's good at, he said, I'm good at dealing drugs. <laughs> mm. And I said, okay, so you're a salesman. <laughs> okay, okay, you're good at that. Okay. <laughs> we, could, we could work with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got deliverance from his demons that night. Wow. Mm -hmm. Amen. God bless you. Wow. You know, it's the, the old cliche, life is funny. Right. And just the way God uses people and people allow God to use them with no fear, Mm -hmm. no fear of being judged, but knowing when somebody need something and being obedient to what, what, what you say, God drops into your spirit right. and sharing that. And I've learned that my, myself, and it could just be um, a word of encouragement to someone or God will say, you know, I, and I'm, and I'm an infant in it. I mean, I've, I've loved God all my life. I've right. chased after him. I've taken some time off, but I was n- never, ever too far away. And right. my soul, and you know, I would you get that yearning. It's like I got to get closer to God. I got to get back to where I was. I got to mm-hmm. get back. You get that pulling. You get that feeling. And the devil will make it hard for you to do that. And he will start sending distractions. You know, left and right, left and right. And next thing you know, well, well, I didn't go to church, or or I didn't listen to that sermon like I had planned to, or I'm too concerned about other things, or or you know, things of that nature. But thank God for you. Thank God for your wife. Thank you for doing God's work in a world in a world where it seems like it's not cool to do. And yeah, not people. Yeah, it's not always the easiest thing because there. <laughs> I mean, it turned out beautifully, but there was a there was a guy a couple weeks ago that I will probably never forget probably the rest of my life. Um, his name was John and I picked him up over in Goose Creek at, I think it was American Legion or something like that. He'd been playing pool Yeah. and he was complaining that he got paired up with somebody who was terrible at pool. And, <laughs> and so they got, they ended up getting out like the second round or something like that. And, sure. and um, he started sharing with me that I, I shared with him our testimony about our marriage and everything. And he's like, man, maybe God will give me a, a wife again. I was like, and then he told, tells me he's been married five times. And I was like, 
Oh man, mm-hmm. five times, huh? huh? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, yeah. They were all. I, I was like, man, sounds like there's a problem in those marriages. He's like, yeah, they were all trashy women. I was like, now I'm pretty sure the common denominator is you. You, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh man, that's messed up. And he kind of hit <laughs> on his shoulder. And then, he, then he he goes on to tell me that he got out of out of the hospital that morning after having a stroke. Mm. And I was like, you had a stroke and you just got out of the hospital and you're blaming the other guy for your bad pool game? <laughs> and he's like, oh, man, that's messed up. That's messed up. And I'm, like, I'm like, man, I don't know why God put you in my car tonight, but he needs you to hear something. He goes, man, the doctor told me not too long ago that I'm terminal. And I told my brother I'm going out drinking this weekend and just doing whatever I want to do. And I was like, well, God puts you in my car tonight for a reason. He goes, yeah, me and God ain't too tight. He took my mom when, when uh, I was 12 and, and my sister too. And I ended up getting uh, adopted by some lady when I was 14. And, and she, she molested me and this, that, and the other thing. And, mm-hmm. and I went to the military. And when I got out of the military, I got in trouble and went to prison for 18 years and and I and I stabbed people and I killed people in prison trying to you know trying to protect myself and I said God put you in my car tonight so you can learn how to forgive how can I forgive that because Jesus said how can I forgive you if you can't forgive them and you just told me all the things that you've done hmm. and it totally shook his world and I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that God reached in that night Hmm. and I told him God's not telling me to pray for you to heal you I believe God's telling me to tell you these things because you're fixing to be face to face with him and you don't want to be face to face with him as judge you want him to be brother amen amen And you know what, and I, and I, I hate to, to bring this to a close because, like I said, we could, you know, I could talk to you guys, you know, <laughs> for a whole nother almost 45 minutes or so. But um, I just want to say thank you so much. And I want to say thank you for um, talking to my son during his Uber ride with you. He came home and, and shared that with me. Um, the book is now in my possession, and it has <laughs> it has brought us together, uh, you oh, wow. and and Melanie and not not my son, but he's on a journey of his own right now, and um, pray for him all the time. Yeah, I've um, got a few of those too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, keep praying. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> both both of my sons, and um, but I've now you know met. You guys, and you have really poured into me during this conversation. And I just want to thank you and let you know that I'm grateful for you, and thank you for for doing what you're what you're doing. And um, I, I really I, I'm at a loss for words. And you know, other than to say that I appreciate you, I love you, and may we meet in person one day. And um, you know, just keep. Doing and, I, and me saying, keep doing what you're doing. 
Um, I'm sure you don't need to hear that. Uh, you know what, <laughs> what your assignment is, and, and you've been doing it. And I just wish you guys continued love and peace and blessings and strength and covering as you continue on this journey together to bringing those that you encounter closer to God. Amen. Well, thank you, Tessa. Thank you. Amen. We, we appreciate that. And I want to encourage you too, Tessa. I think it's wonderful what you're doing, um, giving glory to God and, and putting these testimonies together. And I just pray that the Lord will bless the work of your hands mightily and uh, take you through um, the next level, the next phase of your journey with him. And um, that he will just continue to blow your mind with who he is, (laughs) too. And even in the lives of your children as well, Tessa. Um, God has heard every one of your prayers. And he has counted every one of your tears, and they are all in his bottle. So just keep plugging away, right? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Ooh, okay, Thank I'm you. a. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a. I'm a crybaby, and um. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um I thank you. I thank you for your prayers. I thank you for your encouragement and I will use that as I continue on on something that um it took me a while to to start putting work into because uh, I'm also a procrastinator. <laughs> uh, <laughs> on top of that, but I felt that there was a a sense of urgency that I needed to get the ball rolling with this and I'm just so glad that um you all are part of this journey and I'm grateful for you. Thank you so much. Thank yep. you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you so much. And for those of you who are listening, I do thank you. And uh, if you'd like to share your testimony or if you would like to be a guest on the show because you're not good at speaking publicly and if you want to email it or call and we can hear your voice on our messaging system, here's how you can do it. God bless. If you'd like to be a guest or if you just want to share your testimony, call 843-608-0804. That's 843-608-0804 or email testimonies with Tessa at gmail.com.